Hence, the fear of death. If you know your real self, you will never be afraid of death. There is no question because the organic unity never dies. Organic unity is immortal. Only mechanical unities are put together and die. That which is put together one day will fall apart. Mechanical unity has a beginning and an end. The organic unity has no beginning and no end. It is an eternal process. Do you know your center? If you don't know, if you don't know it, then you'll be continuously afraid. Hence, self consciousness is always afraid, always trembling, and you always need support from others. Somebody to appreciate you, somebody to clap, somebody to say how beautiful you are or how intelligent. You need somebody to say these things to you, like hypnotic suggestions, like hypnotic suggestions, so that you can believe that, yes, you are intelligent, you are beautiful, you are strong. But see the point? You depend on others. A foolish man comes to you and says you are very intelligent. And in fact, you can look intelligent only to a foolish man. If he is more intelligent than you, of course you will not look intelligent to him. So a foolish man comes and certifies your intelligence and you are very happy. You can look beautiful only to an ugly man. If he is more beautiful than you, you will look ugly because it is all relative. And you are certified by ugly people that you are beautiful and you are tremendously happy. What type of intelligence is this? Which has to be certified by foolish people. What type of beauty is this which has to be certified by ugly people? It is completely false. It is idiotic. But we go on searching. We go on searching in the outside world to find some support for our ego. Somebody to give a little support to become a prop. Otherwise, there is always the danger. Otherwise, there is always the danger that our ego will collapse. So we have to support it from this side and from that and continuous worry arises. That's why you are more graceful when you are alone because you are not worried. Nobody is there to see you. You are more innocent when you are alone. In your bathroom, you are more innocent. You are more like a child. Again, you stand before the mirror and make faces 
and you enjoy it. But if you become aware that your smile, your small child is looking through the keyhole, immediately you are totally different. Now the ego is at stake. That's why people are so much afraid of others. Alone, there is no anxiety. There is a famous Zen story. A Zen master was making a painting, and he had his chef, and he had his chief disciple sit by his side to tell him when the painting was perfect. The disciple was worried, and the master was also worried, because the disciple had never seen the master do anything imperfect. But. That day, things started doing wrong. The master tired. The master tried, and the more he tried, the more it was a mess. In Japan or in China, the whole art of calligraphy is done on rice paper, on a certain very sensitive paper. Very fragile. If you hesitate a little. For centuries, it can be known where the calligrapher hesitated, because more ink spreads into the rice paper and makes it a mess. It is very difficult to deceive on rice paper. You have to go on flowing. You are not to hesitate, even for a single moment, a split second. If you hesitate, what to do? You have missed. Already missed, and one who has a keen eye will immediately say it is not a Zen painting at all, because a Zen painting has to be a spontaneous painting, flowing. The master tried and tried, and the more he tried, he started perspiring, perspiring, and the disciple was sitting there. And shaking his head again and again negatively. No, this is not perfect, and more and more mistakes were being made by the master. Then the ink was running onto, running out. So the master said, "You go out and prepare more ink." While the disciple was outside preparing the ink, the master did his masterpiece. When the disciple came back in, when the disciple came back, when the disciple came back in, he said, "Master, but this is perfect. What happened?" The master laughed. He said, "I became aware of one thing: your presence. The very idea that somebody is there to appreciate or to condemn." To say no or yes disturbed my inner tranquility, 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 tranquility. Now I will never be distrust, disturbed. Now I will never be disturbed. I have come to know that I was trying to make it perfect, and that was the only reason for its not being perfect. Try to make something perfect, 
and it will remain imperfect. Do it mutually, do it naturally, and it is always perfect. Nature is perfect, effort is imperfect. So whenever you are doing something too much, you are destroying. That's why it happens that everybody talks so beautifully. Everybody is a talker. People talk the whole life, but just put them on a platform and tell them to talk to a crowd, and suddenly they become dumb. Suddenly they forgot. Suddenly they forget everything. Suddenly they cannot utter a single word. Or even if they do speak, it is not graceful. It is not natural. It is not flowing. What has happened? And you have known this man talking so beautifully to his friends, so to his wife, to his children. There are also people, the same people. Why are you afraid? You have become self conscious. You have afraid. Why you, are you afraid? You have become self conscious. Now the ego is at stake. You are trying to perform something. Listen carefully. Whenever you try to perform something, you are seeking food for the ego. Whenever you are natural and let things happen, they are perfect, and then there is no problem. When you are natural and let things happen, God is behind you. When you are afraid, re- trembling, trying to prove something, you have lost God in your fear. You have forgotten Him. You are looking more at the people. And you have forgotten your source. Self consciousness become self consciousness becomes a weak weakness. A person who is self conscious is strong. A person who is unself conscious is strong, but his strength has nothing to do with himself. It comes from the beyond. When you are self conscious, you are in trouble. When you are self conscious, you are really showing symptoms that you don't know who you are. Your very self consciousness indicates that you have not come home yet. It happened. As a pretty girl passed by, Mullah Nasruddin turned to look. His wife said with a pout, Every time you see a pretty girl, you forget you are married. That's where you are wrong, said the mullah. Nothing makes me more aware of that fact. That's where you are wrong, said the mullah. Nothing makes me more aware of the fact. Whenever you are self conscious, you are simply showing that you're not conscious of the self at all. Whenever you are self conscious, you are simply showing that you are not conscious of the self at all. You don't know who you are. If you had known, then there would have been no problem. Then you are not seeking option, opinions. Then you are not seeking opinions. Then you are not 
worried what others say about you. It is irrelevant. In fact, nobody ever says anything about you. Whenever people say something about you, they are saying it about themselves. One day it happened. I was in Jupiter, Jaipur, and a man came in the morning to see me. And he said, You are divine. I said, You are right. He was sitting there, and another man came, and he was very much against me. And then he said, You are almost devilish. devilish. I said, You are right. I said, You are right. One day it happened, I was in Jupiter, Jaipur, and a man came in the morning to see me, and he said, You are divine. I said, You are right. He said, He was sitting there, and another man came, and he was very much against me. Against me. Against me. And then he said, You are almost devilish. And I said, You are right. The first man became a little worried. He said, What do you mean? He told, You told me also you are right. And you said to this man also you are right. You can't be both right. We can't be both right. I told him, Not only two millions of people can be right about me. Because whatsoever they say about me, they say about themselves. How can they know me? It is impossible. They have not even known themselves yet. Whatsoever they say is their interpretation.、Hmm. So the man said, It's nice to be right. <laughs> so the man said, Then who are you? If this is my interpretation that you are divine, and this is his interpretation that you are evil, then who are you? I said, I'm just myself. I have no interpretation about myself, and there is no need. I'm simply delighted in being myself. Whatsoever that means, I'm happy in being myself. Nobody can say anything about you. What is, whatsoever people say is about themselves. But you become very shaky. Because you are still clinging to a false center. That false center depends on others. So you are always looking to what people are saying about you. And you are always following other people. You are always trying to satisfy them. You are always trying to be respectable. You are always trying to decorate your ego. This is so. Rather than being disturbed by what others say, you should start looking inside yourself. To know the real self is not so cheap, but people are always hankering for cheap things. It happened. When the pain in Mullah Nasruddin's back became unbearable, the reluctantly, he reluctantly went to a Specialist to diagnose his problem. Well, said the doctor, your problem can be cured by an operation. Two weeks in the hospital and six months totally hospitalized. Hospital. Doctor, 
I can't afford the cost of all that, shouted Nasruddin. Well, then, for $25, I can retouch the x ray, suggested the doctor. <laughs> This is cheap. Retouch the x ray. But it is not going to make you healthy. That's what we are doing.、Um, continuously retouching the x ray and thinking that somehow the miracle will happen. When you are decorating your ego, you are retouching the x ray. That is not going to help in any way. It is not going to help you become healthy. There is fundamental difference there. X ray and thinking that somehow the miracle will happen. When you are decorating your ego, you are retouching the X ray. That is not going to help in any way. It is not going to help you become healthy. It is cheaper. No operation is needed. No expenses involved. But what is the point? Your misery remains. You become respectable and your misery remains. You become highly praised by the society. Your misery remains. You are decorated with gold medals, but your misery remains. These gold medals are not going to destroy your misery. They are like retouching the x ray. All decoration on the ego, for the ego, is nothing but deceiving yourself. And you go on becoming weaker and weaker and weaker because the ego goes on becoming weaker every day. Your body will become weaker, your mind will become weaker, and by and by, the ego that you have created out of the body and mind combination will become weaker. Fear will become greater and greater. You will be sitting on a volcano. Then that can any day explode. It will not allow you rest. It will not allow you relaxation. It will not allow you any moment of peace. Once you understand, once you understand it, then the whole energy is put into another direction. One has to know oneself. One has not to be worried about. What others say about you. A friend has sent me a very beautiful joke. There was this guy, and nobody ever noticed him. He did not have any friends. He was at salesman's convention in Miami. And he saw that everybody else was happy and laughing and paying attention to each other, but not to him. One evening he was sitting really bummed out, bummed out when he got to talking with another salesman. He told him his problem. Oh, I know how to fix that up, cried the, cried the other. You just get a camel and ride it around in the streets. 
and in no time everybody will notice you and you will have all the friends you want. As fate would have it, there was a circus going out of business. As fate would have it, there was a circus going out of business and very they wanted to sell a channel. The man bought it and rode up and down and streets on it. And sure enough, everybody paid attention to him and noticed him. He felt on he felt on top of the world. But then a week later the camel disappeared. The man was heartbroken and immediately phoned the local newspaper to place an ad for his lost camel. Is it a boy or a girl camel? inquired the guy on the phone. A boy or a girl? How should I know? Rags the man. Yeah, he thought. Oh yeah, of course, it was a boy, that's right. How do you know? inquired the Admin <coughs> inquired the Admin. Because, said the man, every time I rode up and down the street, people yelled, Look at that smock on the camel. Look at that smock on the camel. Smock is Yiddish word, a very beautiful word. It has two meanings and very relevant. One meaning is idiot, and another meaning in the beginning looks very far-fetched, means the male, genital, organ. But in a way, both meanings are very deeply related. Idiots live only as sexual beings. They don't know any other life, so schmuck is beautiful. If a person has known only sex as life, he is stupid. He is an idiot. An ego is very deceptive. It goes on hearing what it wants to hear. It goes on interpreting what it wants to interpret. It never sees the fact. It never allows the fact to reveal itself to you. People who live in the ego live behind curtains, and those curtains are not inactive. They are active curtains. Whatsoever passes through the curtain, the curtain changes it. People go on living in the mental world of their own creation. Ego is the center of the world, of the false world, call it Maya, illusion, and around the ego, they go on creating a world which is nobody else's world, only they live in that world. When you drop the ego, you drop a whole world that you have created around it. For the first time, you are able to see things as they are not as you would like them to be. And when you are capable of knowing the facts of life, 
you become capable of knowing the truth. Now, a Zen story. A wrestler named Onami, Great Waves, was immensely strong and highly skilled in the art of wrestling. In private, he defeated even his very teacher, but in public, his own young pupils could throw them. In this trouble, in his trouble, he went to a Zen master who was stopping at a nearby temple by the sea and asked for counsel. Great waves sees your name, said the master, so stay in this temple tonight and listen to the waves of the sea. Imagine. You are those waves. Forget you are a wrestler and become those huge waves sweeping everything before them. Onami remained. He tried to think only of the waves, but he thought of many things. Then gradually he did think only of the waves. They rolled larger and larger as he as the night wore on. They swept away the flowers in the vases before the Buddha. They swept away the vases. Even the bronze Buddha was swept away. By by dawn, the temple was only surging water. And Onami sat there with a faint smile on his face. That day, he entered the public wrestling contest and won every bout. And from that day, no one in Japan could ever throw him. This is a story of self-consciousness and how to lose it and how to drop it and how to get rid of it. We will try to enter into it step by step. A wrestler named Onami Great Waves was immensely strong. Everybody is immensely strong. You don't know your strength. That is another matter. Everybody is immensely strong. Has to be. Because everybody is rooted in God. Everybody is rooted in this universe, however. However small you may look, you are not small. You cannot be by the very nature of things. Now, physicists say that in a small atom, so much energy is confined. Hiroshima and Nagasaki were destroyed by atomic energy, and the atom is so small. Nobody has yet seen it. It is just an interface in inference. Okay, that's it for today.